0: Podcast. We're pretty stoked about this one. This is a good one. This is a guest we've been trying to nail down for a while. Uh, Gimlet, do you have any idea who's on the show today?
1: I do, but you don't want to tell everybody?
0: Okay, I will. You got me. We We got Greg Gutfeld on the show. Mr. Greg Gutfeld is going to be joining us. So this is going to be a fun one. We got a lot on tap. We got a lot on tap. So let's jump in It's another beautiful day in the Loftus Party neighborhood. My apologies to, uh, to, who's the beautiful day in the neighborhood guy? Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. I totally couldn't think of Mr. It's my apologies to Mr. Rogers. It is a beautiful day uh, in the Loftus Party podcast neighborhood. I say that because I'm faking it. It's not, it's not a beautiful day. I'm just. I gotta. I gotta try to put out that positive energy. You know, what I'm talking about Gimlet. We gotta try to put out mm-hmm. those positive vibes. But let me tell you, it's tough. It's tough. Some days are tougher than others. So we're gonna have a. We're gonna have a great podcast today. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Sometimes, sometimes I'm stupid and I wait to the end. Thanks for being here. I, I legit mean that. So here's what we got going on. There's so much going on. Uh, in today's show, oh my gosh, that was very hannity adjacent a very busy a very busy news night breaking news I wonder if anybody's ever said that to hannity uh that every show can't be well I guess it can be okay so here's what here's what I got on my list of of stuff that we want to talk about these are these are my priorities in the uh in the The biggest one, the top of my list is the whole Hunter Biden, Bill Barr, Tony Bablinski, the media and big tech and all that stuff. I want it. We got to get into that. And then we got to get into uh, the current situation with uh, senior Donald Trump, the president of the United States. What's going on there? We might talk about Dominion voting, the the Supreme Court, the election, blah, 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 blah we got to talk about covid, the lockdowns, what happened in dc over the weekend. I want to talk a little bit about hanukkah. I want to talk a little bit about christmas. I want to talk some uh mandalorian and disney plus. I know I sent you I sent you a link uh stacy from uh disney plus's big uh announcement. And you I did you didn't see that link that I sent you? I did. Yeah. I had I thought I thought you were you're going to be righteously stoked. Here's the th- deal, you guys. Uh, Gimlet's uh, Gimlet's got the hots for Tom Hiddleston, the, no, the actor just, plays. Lo-
1: just when he plays Loki. Just
0: when he's Loki. Okay, so here's, I love here's the, the character question.
1: Character Loki. So here's
0: he the tries question. So
1: hard to be good.
0: Here's the question. All right, you're now in this scenario. You're not married. You're single, right? You're single. You've been working all day. You come home. You just had it. You You just poured yourself a nice stiff drink, and knock, knock, knock. Someone knocks on the door. You open it up. It's Tom Hiddleston, just dressed in like jeans and a t-shirt, like he regularly would be. And you're like, you close the door on him. You're like, no, thank you, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Okay, same scenario. It's
1: character.
0: Same scenario. You're home, you have a drink you you're you're like feeling a little bit sad and blue, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a little lonely, and then knock, 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 and then you open the door, there's Loki. What are you gonna do?
1: <laughs> Probably run away because he tries <laughs> to be good and he fails.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, We'll get into that uh more later. I find that uh very I find that very uh that very funny. Cause I tell you what, here's the—that's the difference between men and women, right? Like if you go, if you go, okay, Michael, here's the scenario: uh, you're single, uh, you're in your apartment, you just came home, you're a little sad, a little lonely, you just had a nice big drink. Knock, knock, knock. There's, there's Gal Gadot. I'd be like, "This, you want to bang?" <laughs> now, would I prefer her in the Wonder Woman costume? Sure, you bet. But in, in, in both yeah, scenarios, yeah, I,
1: I, I think you misinterpret. I guess I don't. I don't understand. Do you want? I, to- no, I just of all the characters in in that Marvel universe, he's my favorite. It's the okay. character,
0: right? But like, I'm telling, I I'm- love
1: his story. <laughs> it's not. It's not about. It's not about the way the character looks. I mean, if it's, you were going to say, if you were going to say who the best looking guy in that whole thing is, who do you want to
0: bang? Who do you want to bang? Like if you could bang any one of them, who do you want to bang? That's where, that's where I just comes don't down.
1: think that way.
0: You've got to, you, we got to find that gear. We got to find that gear. Cause I tell you, with don't me, have that gear. with me, if it's between Black Widow and Scarlet Witch, I'm going Black Widow the whole time, the whole time, all day long. See, See, it's, it's I like it's like, like a no brainer. Which
1: better? Because I like the character better.
0: You know what? You know what it is. It's it's her background of it's that sadness. Both of those, both Loki and and Scarlet Witch have a lot of sadness in their background. Okay, this isn't I find this incredibly interesting. This would be the podcast. I'd go totally nerd. Uh, however, we'll save the nerd stuff for later. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump into some politics here in the uh, the opening segment. Here's my big – and it's going to be the Bill bar of it all. The, big, the, the Bill bar, the big media, tech, and uh, some things are just beyond the beyond. Like I cannot believe that we're here in this environment. So I've got – first of all, I've got to learn how to accept the current situation, which to me – and i got a lot going on in my life a lot going on with the loftus party right now that is and i hate this feeling you guys and and you you might be experiencing it to a certain degree probably well, are if you're when something has upset you and it's like completely beyond your control and and that's what the whole uh, hunter biden laptop story is it's so it's so sinister it's so sinister and and that it's it's hard for me to believe. Now, did it happen? Uh, and when I say did it happen, so the Hunter Biden laptop story broke. Uh, the New York Post did some background. Uh, the, the director of national intelligence said this has no hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And then from my personal experience and from working on the Loftus Party for a couple of years now, I knew about – what hunter did in 2016 with leaving the rental car out in the desert you know and leaving the white powdery substance and the badges and the 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 driver's license and the credit cards and all this stuff it's like he wants to get he wants to get in trouble he wants to get caught so the whole laptop story to me it made perfect sense it made perfect sense A guy with a big-time drug problem screws up his computer. I'll just take it to his laptop repair place. And then he just forgets about it, leaves it. It all, there was nothing about that. Nothing about that that said Russian disinformation. And then the way big tech actively killed that story, and I remember we talked about it here on the cast. We talked about it. I'm like, if they can drag Joe Biden across the finish line, if they can just kill this story and blah blah, blah. and they had, because normally you, I mean, I have a bunch of uh, friends on the other side of the aisle. I got, I got a bunch of you know comedians who are buddies of mine. They're Democrats. They're liberals. And when you bring up the when you bring up the Hunter Biden story, back in the days leading up to the election. They're like, oh, yeah, that's that's Russian disinformation. That's Russian stuff. That's Russian stuff. And they had CNN backing them up and they had Twitter saying you can't share that. And you have Facebook saying you can't share that. And you've got warnings on tweets. And no, 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 it's Russian disinformation. And the story became. Big tech, just censoring. Oh, no, big tech, censor paper, big tech, censor paper. And the story was not holy crap. Look at what this family is doing. And then even when uh, Tucker Carlson had that Tony Boblinski guy who's going to be, I guess, was on over the weekend again. And he's got that guy and, and the guy's got stacks of evidence and text messages. The seed had been planted that, oh, it's Russian disinformation. So everyone just discounted it. And now here we are. And and uh, you can be cutesy all you want and go, they always accuse you of what they're doing. They always accuse you of what they're doing. They accuse Donald Trump of getting help from the Russians, but they were getting... I, I don't care about that. I don't care about... Ooh, look at that. Isn't that interesting how they always accuse you? I don't care. So we're not going to dig into that. That's just... That's just, in, in my opinion, it's just a bullshit waste of time. What do we do? What do we do? And then... It's uh, it's so odd that it was the transition team that brought out. I guess they tried to get out in front of it. You know the the Biden Harris uh, transition team going. Oh yeah, Hunter Biden is in. You know uh, some trouble with. You know with uh,
1: his taxes.
0: With his taxes and and the Department of Justice has been looking at this since twenty yep. eighteen. And then, uh, so I guess Bill Barr. I guess legally he can't do anything. He can't, you know, he can't go, hey, just... Because when the the story came out, when the story came out and everybody's calling it Russian disinformation, isn't that the time when someone from the Department of Justice says, well, he is under investigation? Maybe they did.
1: Maybe it got... got, You, You know, well, no, because the New York Times or New York Post did report that... There was an open investigation on Hunter Biden when they did all the initial reporting. Mhm. And that got buried. Like when it came out a couple days ago, I went back and grabbed the post article and I'm like, "Oh, CNN's so cute. They're just 45 days late."
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, there was one uh what's what's her name? Hemingway uh from from the Molly. Federalist. Molly Hemingway. Sh- somebody had a tweet, uh some some It was like Politico or somebody, some big one. They were like, hey, you know, some of that, some aspects of this story came out in the weeks leading up to the election, but went mostly unnoticed. Look, unnoticed, unnoticed,
1: unnoticed. I mean, no, but they did go large. It did go on largely unnoticed for a significant percent of the population that watches NBC, ABC CBS, CNN, NPR reads the New York Times, reads the Washington Post. It did. It did go completely unnoticed. They lit Media Research Center literally did a survey of Biden voters. Thirty percent of them had never heard the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, which is so shocking to me, and such a.
1: Well, that's because we're on the right,
0: but it's but I, I know, I know, and it's such a uh, a horrible uh, reality. So here we are. So here we are. Let's and 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 for the sake of this discussion, we're going to put all election fraud and all that talk to the side. We're going to go. We're going to say, for the sake of this discussion, everything's legit. Eighty million people. Eighty million people voted for Joe Biden, who possibly and looks like from. For all intents and purposes, like he, there was some shady business dealings with the Ukraine. There was some shady business dealings with China, mm-hmm. and when China's propping up your son like that, and the Ukraine's propping up your son like that, and things are going on, uh, they can they can twist your arm. They go, oh, Did you, you see the
1: video see- from the Chinese professor?
0: Oh, that was the one. That was the one that had me. Jumping off the couch, that had me jumping. I'm not even kidding you. I'm here in my uh, little uh, abode on the East Coast, and I'm watching. I'm watching Tucker Carlson. And if you guys haven't seen this, I've got it at at dot com. And I had to fix the story. I had to fix the story thrice. Thrice meaning three. They kept taking down the video. The video kept getting uh, deleted from youtube and then finally i put in a link to uh, the fox news story but here's here's what it is and here's what the gimlet brings up there's a what was the guy an economist chinese economist dude
1: he's a he's a professor and clearly a member of the chinese communist party or he would not have that position yeah um so he's a professor of economics at one of china's top universities in beijing
0: yeah so so in the video and you guys can go to loftistparty.com and see this Uh, he, it's a TV show. The whole thing's being broadcast. He's on stage. There's, you know, learned Chinese people sitting behind him and there's an audience full of people and masks, you know, it's somewhere in China and the whole thing is done in, uh, you know, their native tongue, but he's kind of just kind of bragging that like, Hey, and the audience was laughing. Oh, and applauding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, we got We, we got a good thing going. With the United States. I'm, of course, I'm paraphrasing for comedic sake. We got to try to laugh at some of this. But he's like, yeah, we used to have a good thing going on with the United States. We would settle our problems in a, in a smooth, easy way. We had economic, you know, things we could do. We got people at the top. We get the people at the top levels uh, of the U.S. government bragging. People at the top levels of the U.S. Street. government. And Wall Street. And, and by proxy, the media, you know.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and then he goes, then comes Donald Trump. We couldn't do anything about that. That was a big, we couldn't do the things the same way. Uh, that was a, pretty much saying that, that Trump was a fly in the ointment. Trump was uh, uh, stopping their big plans. And then he goes, but mm-hmm. now we have Joe Biden. <laughs> and everybody laughs. They
2: all laugh.
1: <laughs> I know. And he, he basically said out loud. Trump accused Biden's son of having these foundations. Who do you think built those foundations?
0: <laughs> oh, yes, we have people at the top. So here we are. So here we are. And this is our reality that uh, Joe Biden could very well be freaking compromised. How is he going to be? How's, how can he possibly treat China? How can he possibly stand up for what's right when his son is on the hook for all this? And it's... Uh, it's very, very bad. And and for the media and big tech to go after and sway this election the way they did. And I know, you know, Google had talked about it, you know, for a long time. And there was people from Google and saying, yeah, we could we could we could swing, you know, tens of millions of votes, which in whichever direction we want to. So what what do we do now? What do we do? Because oh. it's not and it's this is the thing, the other frustrating thing cuz it bleeds over into everything i mean it is it is facebook it is twitter it is google it is the media it is cnn and for people just to go well i'm not going to do it i'm going over to ding dong dooby that's right do my social media like that doesn't that doesn't help anything cuz then the echo chamber has even less pushback and there's even a less a search for truth so, so well, but if, what do you think?
1: If you look at the, the history of both Facebook and Twitter, it was new media that built those platforms. So it was places like Breitbart. It was the Dana Leshes from the Blaze. Yes. They built those platforms. When right. those people move, guess who else moves? The left, because the left can't leave us unsupervised. They want to uh-huh. know what we're saying. That's why a bunch of them joined Parler.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm on They Parler. just aren't
1: successful in, in getting us taken down. And I think if after the election, President Trump picks one or two of those alternative platforms, Twitter and Facebook are just going to die.
0: Well, I just think Because gets, they can't leave him alone promoted. either.
1: But yes, we're not...
0: It'll just get diluted into different—instead of having one big swimming pool or two big swimming pools that, that are Facebook and Twitter, you'll now have seven little swimming pools. Okay, well, here's—the the, the two big ones are still uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, there's one over here called Parlor. Oh, there's one uh, that's called MeWe. There's a little one over there called Gab. Oh, there's one over here called Bling Blorp. Oh, then there's one back—it'll it, just get—I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I certainly, I don't know the solution. I I really don't. I know,
1: I know what's, I mean, there is no exchange of ideas now. I'm actively suppressed on Twitter and Facebook. We were talking about it before the show. You're actively suppressed on Twitter and Facebook. So the, the opportunity for someone to trip across you accidentally on those platforms has exponentially decreased.
0: Not only only are you doing that, not only has Facebook done that, where they put a restriction, they go, your account is restricted, you can't advertise for posting false news. And and, and you cannot see the example, they will not send you the examples of here's where you went wrong. So not only have they restricted, someone uh, sent me a message going, hey, I tried to join. I tried to follow the page. And there's a warning up before you. Before you can like or follow the Loftus Party on Facebook, you might want to see what they're posting. And then he, he clicked OK, and then they still didn't show anything. So well, it's, they it's like they just want on, to have that warning on there.
1: They have that on the outlet I write for. They have that on the Daily Wire. They have that on Bon Gino. They have, they have that on all the right-wing outlets now.
0: Well, guess what else they're doing? they're dis- they're disappearing about 10 people a night when i wake up in the morning i'll look at the numbers we've got we had uh, we had like 33,888 a week ago we're now down to 30, 33,770 they've just they they disappear people uh, at 10 at a time Overnight, then you just wake up and you're like, "Oh, I guess those." Ugh. It's, I don't know what to do other than just repeatedly reach out to Facebook and try to. But they, that there is no, there's no interaction, there's no interaction with Twitter. It's, it's madness. It's absolute madness. Well,
1: and that's why I'm like, I don't know what you do except to try to build your network on one of these alternative platforms.
0: Oh my lord, oh my lord. That's what I'm gonna do. I mean, that's what I'm gonna do because I can't sit idly by. Holy crap. I uh, Oh, and then in the meantime, this is funny. Uh, YouTube uh, sends me uh, an, an email like going, you had a great year. You had a, you're doing awesome. You're a good creator. Look at all the likes you got. Look at all the new subscribers you got. You're doing a great job. And then in the meantime, I'm putting up videos and they have a new thing in the, uh, in the creator studio. Because a lot of times uh, there's there's keywords they listen for. If you say the word Trump, they will automatically demonetize you. I learned that a long time ago. So I always call them the Donald, you know. So now you can see, did the A.I. look at your video to see if it was okay for uh, for advertisers or if a person looked at it? Because sometimes they'll demonetize a video and I'll request a review. And they'll go, oh, mm-hmm. oops, are bad. Upon further review, yeah, you can have advertisers on this. I go out of my way. I go see. That's the thing that bugs me about this. I go out of my freaking way to play by their bullshit rules. So anyway, uh, I go. I'm I'm putting up a video on Friday, and I can see that like they're not using the AI on me anymore. It's all exclusively people. It's all exclusively people. And I put up a video about how much fraud is okay. I was just asking the hypothetical question: Are we cool with any amount of fraud? Bah ba bah. Election, election. This that. They demonetize that. So now, now they've they've taken me out of the. We're we're not going to let the AI listen. We're going to have somebody. We're going to have a person on you every time you upload a video. It's terrifying. So I guess we just go to other platforms.
1: I mean, I I just. The network is the thing, but I don't know how else you do it.
0: Oh my gosh! Listen to this one. I'll, I'll do one more little scary story. There will be some some optimism here. We're just kind of bitching here in the opening segment. Uh, I'll finish out this segment with with uh, with uh, this one. The. Uh, we just changed, we we rebuilt the website, theloftestparty.com. I love it. It's great. It's It looks great. It's easy to navigate. It's better on your phone, all the stuff. And we're still making improvements as we go. So years ago, Gimlet, when you and I started, the, I think it was the, the first and second iterations of theloftestparty.com, one of the things we did is we got qualified to advertise through Google. Google is now saying uh, they can't find the website. Go, you got to fix some problems before we can put ads on there. We can't even see your website. So it's like every other Saturday. It's been now over a month where Google, they, they're they like, we can't even evaluate your site to see if uh, you're okay for ads. because We can't even see your site. It is, uh, I see villains everywhere. Not, <laughs> I see villains everywhere. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about the election. And what we're hearing, and what we're not hearing, because here, like, listen, after the after the Hunter Biden laptop story, where everybody towed the line and they all lied, blah blah blah, and they killed the story, I gotta talk about the election, and we gotta try to get to the bottom of some of this stuff. So stick around, uh, and and we'll be back. Either way, either way, guys, we're gonna be back. We're always gonna be back.
3: enjoy <laughs>
0: we have that that laughter you hear on the other end of the the skype audio thingy Mahui, is greg gutfeld greg gutfeld i i can't believe you're on the show thanks for being here buddy
2: i have, i'm I'm so happy to be here after screwing you over uh today forgetting, and then the other time was during a that hurricane Yes, and all my power went out, and I actually was hiding in my bathroom in the basement uh, it was it was crazy I'm, like I'm from the west coast, I don't understand weather, like we don't have weather so
0: yeah well that's that's I grew up in Ohio, and my whole joke when I moved after I moved to California. In like 99 was like, this is too much. There's no, you can't, the problem with California is you can't predict anything. There's just going to be a wildfire. There's just going to be a mudslide. Then then there's just going to be an earthquake. There's no warning. I like, oh, I like, I like the East Coast. I like you get a warning. They're like, here comes a powerful storm that's going to kick your ass. You might want to hunker down now.
2: Yeah. But then in California, you won't get a warning, but then you'll have eight years of drought and nothing. Just like (laughs) completely
0: nothing. Right, they get you. They get you complacent. They get you feeling like, okay, I guess water's our only worry. And then they shake the planet that you're walking around on. Okay, we we have we have a limited time here because I I understand you're you're a very very busy guy. You were probably doing a show last night. You probably had one of your big famous Greg Gutfeld uh, drive-in movie theater shows, right?
2: Oh, we postponed it. We uh, we were supposed to do North Carolina at oh my god is it north carolina or south carolina i always get them confused you know just pick a state and be the state why north and south why do you do that <laughs> I just to see. the thing is so uh, i was at columbia speedway where is that north Ca- carolina i'm insulting people right now but anyway they had to postpone the covid so it was i was supposed to actually do it tonight at in about um four hours and uh, They decided that uh, the mass gathering would not be a good idea. So that was postponed. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm okay with that because I would rather be safe than sorry, but it does bug me about the people who have to work for a living, who have to deal with this stuff because it doesn't hurt me. I just go back to work.
0: Exactly. uh, So, so, but what did you do instead? See this, that was my little, that was my little segue for you. So if you didn't do a show, what'd you get into? What does Greg Gutfeld do when he's not entertaining America?
2: So this weekend, I had carved out to travel, and I didn't have to travel. So my truck, I, I, is that the mechanic? I bought a Defender, so I don't have a car. So I'm basically at my house up in, north, like in upstate New York. I went uh, to the grocery store. This is very exciting stuff, Michael. I went to the grocery store. <laughs> my idea of a grocery store is Walgreens, because when you're alone, my wife is actually in Russia because her mother – was in the hospital with COVID. So my oh, wife, no. I, yeah, she had a flight and her father had COVID, her sister had COVID. <clears throat> it, was, it was a nightmare. So uh, she flew, so she's been there. So I've been on my own. And then I was quarantined for uh, COVID at Fox because as you know, a few people at Fox got COVID. So I'm here, I ended up shopping. I went to a nice little um, grill, restaurant, where my <laughs> At in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and um, then I got, whipped out my electric guitar. I have a, uh, a a guitar that I play, but I haven't played in a while. So it's it's for some reason everything is about the tuning and the sound of the guitar. And if you get that right, you can sound like Pete Townsend. It I'm just it's like I can't figure it out. I there's something that I I forgot how I can tune a guitar. I forgot how to get the right distortion and it driving me crazy.
0: Now what kind of, here's the funny thing. But this is what I did and this is why I wanted to kind of get into this. When the when the lockdown hit cuz I played I was in a band in high school. Yeah. We we played a bunch of songs way too fast and badly and then it was kind of like punk. <laughs> Yeah, but of course. So now I'm like during during the lockdown, I'm like I'm gonna learn this. I'm gonna learn actually how exactly. to play these chords and all this stuff. And I I did this, uh, and I, I get no money from these people. I wish I did. There's this app called Youzition, Y O U zition, and it's the same people who made the app Guitar Tuna. And you gotta get those. It's it's gonna change your life. It's gonna change your life. You're like, oh my god.
2: Tell me about this. By the way, Youzition, terrible name. But why do you like it? Because, okay, here's my thing. Here, I'm going to tell you why. So I did the same thing you did. I, and I actually really got pretty good. I, I bought a Godin, which is, I think, a guitar out of Mexico or Canada. I can't remember. Electric Star. It's beautiful. It's as good as the Stratocaster. It's like about 300 bucks. Anyway, so yeah. I, what, I, what I decided to do was I went on YouTube and I go, okay, what are the songs I want to learn? And uh, like Blister in the Sun. I do that and then I go okay now I want to do um, all day and all the night by the king when I realized that I'm not really learning anything I'm just learning to mimic certain things which is fine if you're 16 and you want to learn how to play like the clash or whatever but at this point in my life you've got to kind of like learn the, the scales right yes. you got to learn how to, to move everywhere and the, and the skit so I um, so this is so funny um I realized that YouTube wasn't helpful. And there's this great guy that owns a music store in Connecticut. And he came over and he's the guy that, bought, that I bought the guitar from. And he was like, just telling me like, here's what you need to do. But then that was one day before that fricking hurricane. So he's like, <laughs> no. so I'm like learning um, all the scales and different. So my whole thing is uh, my issue with the guitar is I want to move up and down the neck. And what happens when you're learning is you get stuck in like the fifth fret, right? Yeah. Or the third fret. Yeah. And you're like, you know what I mean? You're not really, but you know what? When you watch people that know what they're doing, they're moving up and down the fret. And that's all about the scales and getting comfortable. But here's the thing. I wanted to learn how to play thrash metal because a lot of my favorite, a lot of the favorite music that I like now by the Melvins and Slayer and Mr. Bungle is the speed Uh, you've got the the palm muting on the fret, and you are going up and down, and it's like I can't do it. And I'm wondering if it's because I'm old and I can't learn. Like I don't. It's like me deciding to become an Olympic sprinter. Like I can't do it. But I look at what they're doing, and I go, I know I can do this. I watched uh, King Buzzo do my my favorite song of all time is Honey Bucket, and I watched him play the um, the riffage. I'm going like, I know I could do that, but I can't. So it's like that, it drives me crazy. Too much I was so, so my question is, what does musician do for you? Cause you said it's a lifesaver.
0: Okay. I, so here this is the funny, this is the funny thing. But like a buddy of mine, when I was in high school, we were playing like Beatles songs, Rolling Stones, and then I then I a buddy of mine turned me on to the clash and my it, it literally like blew my mind. I had to pull the car over. I had to pull the car over. <laughs> So but, but but I never knew how anything worked. It's the same thing. I could make yeah. these noises but I didn't know why. And it's it, this is hilarious to me because I went out and I bought I bought a strat. I had a little like uh acoustic Yamaha like that I was banging around on but I'm like okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to dive in. I want to know why. It drives me yeah. crazy. Like why does this work? And it's it's too funny, but your your comment about guitar players who play all over the neck. It's like, wait, yeah. I was so uh, so I discovered, you don't have to, by the way, but if you look at like, if you look at, uh, uh, Johnny Ramone
2: yeah. and you see that, like, you know, it's like, he's up here, but it's like, but it's, it's very simple, but it's also beautiful. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I have a great class story. Did I ever tell you this? I don't know. Cause we don't know each other that well. I had Mick Jones on red eye.
0: No, you I didn't. Was, I,
2: I was, uh, so he was in a band called carbon silicon with Tony James, who's the bass player from generation X. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, they both had tried out for the dams. Uh, if you watch the Damned documentary, that's on, uh, Amazon prime right now, I had no idea. So anyway, I had, I had them on because I was, uh, and I had great stories uh, because I got, became friends with Mick Jones, who I idolized. So yeah. he, they come on and they, they're on red eye and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like out of this. And we decided, I go, so do you want to go drinking? And he goes, Yes, that would be great. I'd love to go drinking. And so we go, and, and, and we're walking to um, Langan's, which is the same place that I got wasted with Johnny Rotten about, I don't know, the three or four years before. And I'm walking with Mick Jones and I go, so how are things going? He's like, you know, Greg, I don't know. I've, it's been such a long time since I've really played and I, I just don't have the confidence. And I'm like going, dude, you're Mick Jones! <laughs> Mick Jones! What are you talking about? And not Mick Jones from Foreigner. Mick Jones from The Clash." It's yeah like, like he was he was he was like he hadn't he was one of those guys that was made greater by being in a band and when he left but then big audio dynamite was pretty good but he they was like great. he had he had like um walked away and like he needed a comp like a great riffage he needed he needed some kind of structure for it it was interesting so him and i and me him me and uh, Tony James, who it was also—I mean, Gen X was amazing—and we all went to a bar. We got loaded, and then when I had written a book that had, about a year earlier on England, called "The Lessons from the Land of Pork Scratchings," and I had it finally came out. So I flew uh, to London to do a book signing thing, and I threw a party at this pub, and uh, I ended up going to the Westway, where Mick—oh, jo- so amazing, Mick Jones. Um, Glenn Matlock, uh, who's a drummer, Paul Cook from The Sex Pistols. So they're all playing. They're all playing. And I'm there with Elena. And you might my wife, we may, it may still be on YouTube. And I'm standing there and it's all filmed on it, it's all filmed in uh, Carbon Silicon under the Westway. And me and Elena are there. And Mick Jones is like looking at my wife and he goes, This song's for you. It's for Fox News. He goes, It's for Fox News. It, <laughs> It's it goes yes. He no, does a song called "The News," which you can find uh, by Carbon Silicon. It's a great band. Sounds like the Clash. Goes, this song's called "The News." It's for Greg and Elena. <laughs> and it, 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 and I'm like, going, this is amazing. If I had uh, if I had if, again, if my 12 year old or 13 year old self had seen Mick Jones dedicating a song, I think he liked Elena. I think he liked my wife because she was cute. And but he was such a sweetheart. And so we ended up afterwards. We ended up drinking in the in in that bar, and it was such an unusual mix of people. I, you know, obviously Glenn Matlock had written a lot of the sex pistol stuff, and Paul Cook was the drummer. But there's also the dude there who had sang the song, um, for the Sopranos. You know, woke up this morning, bought myself a gun. That dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alabama Three. Band's called Alabama Three. So he was there um, because he was singing. They did a song. In fact, they did that song, but I think they did it the next night. But then um, it was just weird. You had all these really amazing people, like from the Buzzcocks, and it was a, it was all the guys who are now in their fifties and sixties. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh, holy shit! Thank God they don't know that I work for Fox News." But they didn't, you know. It
0: was uh, great. So there, I went on a long tangent. No, it's a good one. It's a great one. Those are I'm, I'm so insanely jealous right now. Like, that's, that's the dream, hanging out with Mick Jones. But here's the thing. All the people
2: that you like are have more in common with you than the people who like them. So, for example, if you see any interview with Johnny Rotten, he is us. He's yeah. Not, he's not Antifa. And it is hilarious when you see like left wing anti fought types uh, talk to him, and he's like, get get off my get out of my face! You don't you're not a punk. You're nothing. You're pathetic. <laughs> he's got he's got more in common with us. And and if you ever talk to him, I mean, I did that podcast with him about a month ago, right before the election, because I did. I didn't know this. What what what's this other podcast? I my, I do a thing called uh, what is it called? I do a podcast called the one. <laughs> and um, I had him on, and, and it's called The One. I'm the One. It's just, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Johnny Rotten had a podcast. He probably does have a wait. podcast. No, no, but you know what? So he, um, he's very pro Trump. And he's like, uh, he said that you know, he's, he believed that Trump needs to be elected. Trump's the most. In his mind, Trump, he called, you know what he called Donald Trump? Johnny what?
0: Rotten. He, wait, say that again. Say that again. Who? He
2: called Donald Trump Johnny Rotten. That's he
0: outstanding.
2: That, he believes that Trump is, Trump is the epitome of the spirit of punk. And I wrote about this. By the way, I wrote about this a couple of years ago about the nature of punk rock and, and uh, conservatism and how. And he was explaining it to me that, like, you have to understand that there was no left wing. There was no, like, leftism with punk. It, that was it's all bullshit. And it was like – like, and you start thinking about, like, well – uh, Johnny Ramone, when he was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, said God bless uh, George Bush when he got up there, yeah. and we was sort of like, holy crap, and there's all the, um, I, Michael, I could tell you, people that would you would be shocked are on our side, if you, if I to, but I can't tell you because that would, because they don't want to be they can't afford, they would lose they would lose their friends and livelihood, there's a guy that if I told you was a avid Trump supporter and devastated over Trump losing. If I told you who it was, it would blow your mind. But I can't tell you because it would, it would also – he would lose everything. Would yes. Lose. And by the way, edgy punk rockers, seven, eight of them. Dude, I, God, I wish I could tell you. I'm going to tell you a few of them because a few of them have um, – the chick from Royal Trucks, who I love. I can't think of her name now but she's in Black Bananas with a Red Eye uh she's she's a, like she's a libertarian Xsenia Zervenka Yeah she's she's like a libertarian um, Billy Zoom from X used to do Red Eye these it, it, it's Joe uh Joe Escalante from the Vandals there are, I mean a lot of these people are they're not political they're
0: just smart There you go there you go and I tell you that's I can come I can do the same. I could play the same kind of thing on yeah. the on the Hollywood side of it. I know yeah, too many exactly. people in Hollywood who are like on the down low, they're like, dude, he's the man, right. I love him, blah 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 but you just can't take that risk because
3: you'll you'll lose everything. You'll lose
2: Stand out. Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition merit-based scholarships and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army.
0: I like that guy. I like him a lot. He's a good, you know what? It, good people. Good people. You know what? The show must go on, though. We're going to continue on. I promised you guys election talk. Here we go. Okay, so we got to get into the uh, the election of it all because there's things that I'm just not hearing about. And now, uh, and you're, you're probably more dialed into this stuff than I am. Uh, their gimlet. But you know what I never hear about in the news in in and in, in the media. You never hear anything about the Dominion voting machines. You never hear anything about that. You hear and I didn't hear much about the uh the the broken pipe. I didn't hear much about the suitcases. And that that video got fact-checked uh, quite a bit. You know the one I'm talking about, the one down in uh down in Georgia, where the people roll out mm-hmm. the suitcases from underneath the table, and then I guess you got some election official from from uh, Georgia going. No, that was on the up and up. That was totally. That's that. That's fine. That's fine. And it's just so weird when you watch the video and you're like, well, they those people are all gone. Who's left? Where did those suitcases come from? What's in there? Uh, and all that. Go- that one. That one was never explained to me at all. Here's all you hear about. You you see a lot of the people who go. Uh, you know, I'm from Michigan, and I was not allowed to observe. They kept me too far away. You practically needed binoculars. And then you hear a lot about there was dead people voting. And then you have the fact check. No, those weren't dead people. Those were, uh, you know, the sons and grandchildren of dead people. Yes, they got mail-in ballots because the names matched, but it wasn't for the dead person. They explain all that away. But I keep seeing the the tweets from these so-called, you know, software people who are like, I looked into the Dominion software, uh, blah, blah, blah. They have this in there and they shouldn't have had it and they should have this and they don't have that. And they did this and here's the algorithm and it doesn't exist. No one other than than Twitter and in certain accounts, if you're lucky enough to follow them, they're not talking about that stuff. And I wonder, has all that been discounted? Is that, all, is that all just a bunch of hooey?
1: I don't... It, okay, so there's one set of numbers out there that I have very good reason to believe are accurate. Okay. And those are the ones that say like 66,000 people under the age of 18 voted, this many dead people, this many who have moved. That comes from a data analyst that has been doing this kind of data for the Secretary of State for a very long time for both um, Republican and Democrat administrations. So he's kind of a neutral party. He just does the data. Yes. And he's very good at it. So those numbers I trust, and that's probably the most interesting part of the lawsuit generally. Um, You know, I'll be honest. Uh, Colonel Allen West who is now the head of the Texas Georgia GOP, put forth a statement after the Supreme court refused to hear the case out of Texas. Yeah. And basically said, um, you know, kind of stunning that the court would not hear a case where they have original jurisdiction when 17 or 20 States had signed up. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's time that these States kind of get together and, you know, have some kind of, compact that says, yeah, we're going to like support and and defend, you know, Republican values, et cetera, together. And I think yes. that absolutely has to happen. I think when Joe Biden decides to do executive action on guns, those 20 states just go, yeah, we're not doing that.
0: Well, that that's that's one thing. And I'm I'm totally I'm totally for states rights and people showing some muscle and you got to show some muscle and establish your sovereignty i guess is the word sovereignty uh immediately i i i also think i just want to get back to this whole election thing like uh, because i'm whatever i'm i i feel like I'm, i'm i'm joe average you know i'm joe average who you know tries to watch a lot of stuff and and hopefully I still have an open mind and I want to learn, you know, I'm hopefully I'm still inquisitive, but like somebody has got to put this dominion voting machine thing to rest e- either way. Like I guess, and I, I retweeted it. I'm going to, I'll go back. I'll go back and find the tweet as I, as I speak, but they, they did an audit of, and I want to make sure I get this right. Ha ha. I just opened up my Twitter. I lost another 10 people. <laughs> ah, someone did an audit of the uh, Dominion voting machines in Michigan. And they won't let people know what they found. Mm-hmm. Which seems like a, a real big problem. Yeah. Uh Michigan, Michigan's attorney general, and, and I guess the courts in Michigan's are are, they're they're hiding the, the audit of the dominion voting machine. So, so why, why are we, why are we doing audits? Like, and here's, here's the thing that I can totally see. And this is, this is kind of tinfoil hat, but like, remember when the whole Obamacare and the mandate uh, came up to the Supreme court Mm -hmm. and then, and then justice Roberts was like, well, here's what I feel like they intended. He wasn't going off the letter of the law and the way it was on the page. He's like, well, here's what I think they intended. I think they had a – I think they meant to do well, and there was emotion in that. So that's where, that's where the seed gets planted for me. I can legitimately see a world where they look at these Dominion voting machines and something is on the up and up, and they say – this can never get out. This can just never get out. We can't let the public know that this happened. And it's better for America as a nation. You know, select, I'm talking about select a few group of people that just make the decision. They go, listen, uh, it's, it's, it's healthier for our nation if people have faith in the elections. So we just got to let this one go. We can't overturn this one because then people will lose all faith in all institutions, yada, yada, yada. That's what I don't like. That's what has me concerned. Uh, the The Dominion voting machine thing has not been someone needs someone needs to really walk me through that tell me, let me know, explain it. They weren't on the internet. They weren't. They didn't go anywhere. That information never went. You can't change votes. What was up with those USB drives? What did that chick, what was she palming? What was she handing off? Why is she the same woman who's in this other video? So, like seriously, there's like, there's too much. It just looks too shady. And and I can, on one hand, I can, I can kind of see where, you know, the media convinces 80 million people. Hey, you got a ballot sitting right there. Just fill it out, send it in. You got it. fill it out, send it in, fill it out, send it in but there's also a part of me that's like this it just looks shady it just looks so shady and i cannot a lot
1: of it a lot of it does look shady but did you see the zuckerberg money
0: there's there's tons of these but what but, but mm-hmm. walk me through walk me through the zuckerberg uh money
1: so the Z- mark zuckerberg's wife gave 350 million dollars to something i believe the name of the organization is Civic Life and Technology Center or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's a 501c3 and it's supposed to be nonpartisan. Well, they gave millions of dollars to particular county election boards, mostly in Biden heavy districts, and then told those election officials they had to do certain things to get that money. Like, um, you know, certain ad campaigns and and increase your number of polling places and all this other stuff and what and the how you can tell it worked is what happened in Georgia and Michigan um because we had senate races in addition to the race for president right
0: yeah yeah
1: so if you looked at david perdue he was trending above 50% almost till the bitter end right mhm flooding people who do not typically vote in Fulton County through mail-in vote voting and other, other stuff, right. Other activities overwhelmed the rest of the state. I mean, I think they said in Fulton County alone, this turnout, the vote thing got like something close to 60,000 additional voters.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and, and there were a couple of those, I think there were, they did it in Gwinnett and a couple other ones too. So, It only affects statewide races. So this explains why Democrats didn't get gains in the House because the investments weren't made in those districts, right? And the Democrats were going to win Fulton County anyway in the House. Mm -hmm. But it affects statewide races. This is why John James lost. And this is why David Perdue didn't hit over 50%. It was a concentrated get-out-the-vote effort that included things like drop boxes in Fulton County. That's one big reason. I'm not saying there was no fraud. And the data analyst has come up with like about 100,000 votes that are garbage. Assuming the voter file is the correct voter file and everything else. So yes, that needs to be addressed too. But the other thing that needs to be addressed is the state of Georgia and any other state that cares about the integrity of their elections needs to say, election offices are funded by the taxpayer outside groups do not get to fund them
0: it's uh it's that one of those things it's one of those things that's so so incredibly frustrating cuz i don't know what nancy pelosi put in that relief bill you know that first mm-hmm. stimulus package cuz i guess that's where a lot of this was born <clears throat> excuse me and it might be i didn't realize that you have Uh, something that checks the signatures, uh, and to make sure they match and they have to match within a certain parameter. And it used to be, it has to be like, uh, I could be wrong. You guys don't quote me on this. It has to be like a, a, a 40% match. It has to be close enough for jazz, you know, 40% match. Mm -hmm. Maybe the person was having a stroke when they, when they signed their ballot, but then I guess they. And this is probably legal because it was probably part of the stimulus package or whatever. But they like dialed that down to be like, it doesn't even have to match. It just has to be close enough. Like, like
1: That was actually a consent agreement with the execrable Stacey Abrams to get her to drop a lawsuit. So our secretary of state decided to run elections in a way that violate the state law passed by my legislature, which is what Texas was alleging. I mean, this actually happened. Yeah. Uh, The Supreme Court just decided that Texas didn't have standing. So this is this is a this is something that the voters in Georgia are going to have to fix. Right. And we're either going to fix it through political pressure or we're going to fix it at the ballot box.
3: Well, I I I know any
1: number of Republican Republican aligned groups that are getting ready to find somebody to primary Brian Kemp if he doesn't fix this.
0: It's going to be almost impossible to fix. It's almost going to be impossible because here's what I can already see it coming. I can already see it coming. Somebody uh, on the right goes, listen, we need the signatures to match. We have to protect the elect, the, the integrity of the election. And then the left will go, why don't they want you to vote? They want they want to stop people from voting. All we want to do is have mail in ballots and have everybody's everybody's vote count. But this Republican, this demon Nazi white supremacist is going to try to stop it. They want to die. I can see the ads. I can That only
1: works see in the 13 the 13 states. That's only even a consideration in the former Confederacy. <laughs> That's why my Secretary of State made an agreement with Stacey Abrams so she just shut up about it we have to stop being scared like that because that's not even remotely true the share of the percentage of African Americans who vote in the state of Georgia
0: increased
1: every single year Brian Kemp was secretary of state yeah so it's it's just it's a garbage thing and we have to stop being scared of it our elections are going to be secure or they're not
0: I I just had a I just had a moment I just had a a moment of clarity. The best defense is a good offense, and and that's what it boils down to. We've been we've been right this whole time with what we're trying to do with LoftusParty.com dot com and the the videos on YouTube and the podcast here. We just need more people. We just we just need more people to wake up and to uh, abide by the constitution and the rule of law. And all that stuff. It is a popularity contest because it's like it's seriously it, and the, the the metaphor. It's like it's like the government and and everything is so it's so reactionary. It's so reactionary. And I'm 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 gonna make a horrible uh, analogy here. So buckle up. But it's like how we fight terrorism. You know, it, it's like. Uh, Okay, so the terrorist, some guy brings in a, he's got a bomb in his shoe. He, he's got a bomb in his shoe, and he tried to light it, and he failed. So, okay, so nobody, we're not allowed to wear shoes. You got to take your shoes off. Everybody take your shoes off to go through security. And then like, uh-oh, uh-oh, they changed their tactics. Now they're trying to bring in, now they're trying to bring in uh, something in, in in sports bottles. They got something they're going to put in sports bottles. So listen, okay, so nobody's, we're not allowed, from now on, we're not allowed to bring more than three ounces of this, that, and the other thing. Okay, so that's we. It's it's all reactionary. It's all reactionary, which is not going to work because It's gonna. It's death by a thousand cuts. They'll do something else. They'll figure out another way. And it's like with, with with the left and like this whole time, like when Obama got out, he he didn't stop. He didn't stop. He's still a, an incredibly successful community organizer. And uh, he had Eric Holder running around from state to state. Okay, how do we make things better here? How do we redistrict that? Okay, we got to sue these people to get that. There's always like a ton of lawsuits going on. It's just, ning ning ning, just death. It's like like death by a thousand cuts. And until we can have enough people to push back and do like a legitimate pushback, I don't know where we are.
1: Four out of five voters want voter ID. 80% 80% of Americans want voter ID by polling. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it, 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 it's kind of always amazing, like that statistic. And then you have 70% of black, Amer- black and Hispanic Americans support school choice, but they keep voting for the party that won't give it to them. How 80% bad? of Americans want voter ID and they keep voting for the party that won't give it
0: to them. I am. I'm looking at Venezuela like the canary in the coal mine. I really am. Like the people voted for that. The people of Venezuela is like, that sounds like a good deal. And then they did it. And then that dude died. And then another guy came in and just it just it slides. It slides so fast. And I guess this is a gloom and doom podcast. But like I'm watching I'm watching Elon Musk saying, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving California. I'm going to go. I'm going to Oracle. Oracle just said, all right we're out we're going to we're going to Texas Hewlett- Packard says, all right, we're out California we're going to Texas Apple. all of those employees are gonna go too. They're all it's like Texas the success of Texas will be their undoing. It's a yes. wonderful it's a wonderful thing to watch uh, you know the rats leave the sinking ship but they're they're still rats and they're just gonna start chewing the wiring on Texas. And if you look like if Arizona was legit and all that stuff, it just it is. It's 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 locusts, and they will go and they'll turn. I don't want to be gloom and doom. I don't want to be gloom well,
1: and doom. And that's doom. why, like, this is what frustrates me beyond all like reasonable. I, it, it just it makes me want to scream because I'm watching it happen in my own state. Okay. Yeah. So. We have two Senate runoffs. The one thing you should have learned from Donald Trump is boorish and inarticulate as he could be. okay?
0: well, you want to talk smack about the Donald like that? Yeah, go ahead.
1: He could make the emotional argument. Yes. Even if it was plain spoken. So I've got two Senate runoff races in the state of Georgia, and the slogan is Save the Majority. That's a political slogan. That's not an emotional slogan, and it doesn't mean shit to most of the people of Georgia, whether Mitch McConnell remains majority leader or not. Do you know what matters? Votes. No, what matters is, what do you mean my church would lose our tax-exempt status if we don't, like, buy into the leftist social justice thing on LBGTQ? Issues, that's in the Equality Act. Okay, what do you mean? My daughter's going to have to play sports against a biological boy. That's well, in the Equality Act.
0: How do you put that into one little ad? How do you do that? What's what's your pitch?
1: You, th- those are like those are like sound things you could turn into emotional sound bites so fast.
0: Yeah, I'm about religious
1: s- freedom about about keeping girls safe, about like all that stuff. You can make those, you know, the tax cuts and Job Act. What it means for, you can interview a small business owner and say, if I lose these tax cuts, I'm going to have to lay off 20% of my workforce. I've been talking to those guys. They understand it, but yeah. you have to put, you have to put what what are the policies that are going to be passed if John Ossoff and, and Raphael Warnock are elected, Some of them have already been passed by the House. So they just require going to the Senate. And if you think Joe Biden is going to not sign anything that's gone through the House and the Senate, um, stop doing cocaine because that's just never going to happen.
0: Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to seriously pitch, uh, like come up with like a different motto. Like, what could they use? It's like, you know, it, it was like the title of our last podcast, you know, save Georgia, save the world. Save Georgia, save America. Yeah, vote for vote common for sense. You know, vote in your own. Yeah, vote to save I mean, yourself. That's
1: the other that's like, as we're building this group that I'm working on, you know, in Georgia, that I hope other people are going to pick up in other states. The other law I want passed is if you can't vote in an election, you can't donate to that candidate.
0: I, uh, I, it's that whole we're, we're going to get in the weeds of like election finance. And that's it's once again, it's like something that that desperately needs cleaned up and we it's, need people working not, on that full time.
1: It, it's like even simpler than that for me. I don't need a bunch of Hollywood folks who have voted for policies and promote policies consistently that have driven the state of Florida into the ground sufficient to make Elon Musk move. Right throwing millions of dollars behind Warnock and Ossoff because they think they have so, they should have some kind of influence over voters in the state of Georgia that just offends me
0: the whole the whole it the whole thing offends me there's so much there's so much offense uh, going on right now it's it's hard to wrap uh, your brain around and i just keep coming back to my the the obama quote that I quote all the time, whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want. Whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want. We need the most votes. We need more people. We need more people. And so for our listeners out there, uh, you know, because it always comes out, what can I do? What can I do? Tell people about this show. Tell people about the loftist Go to the Facebook page, like it, share the stuff. Step one is getting more people and, and getting, a bigger audience to convince people you're not alone, you're not a bad person, you're not a Nazi, you're not a racist. You voted for Trump for a very, very, very good reason, and none of those none of those reasons were imaginary. It, none of it was made up. None of it was just some secret, some secret pact to get rid of people who don't look like you. We all know that the uh, the, the 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 Trump agenda, the the. The reason it works so well is because that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. So uh, that's what we're doing. We are going to listen. I I feel like I've ripped people off uh, for two weeks in a row. We're going to we're going to talk more politics. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Mandalorian, a little bit of Disney Plus. But it's going to be a fun segment. Do yourself a favor. If, If you're not on the Patreon yet, get over there. It's it's not my. I don't listen. Here's the thing. I'm con. I'm. I'm conflicted about the extra segment on Patreon. Uh, we got. We've got to listen to me, Gimlet. Next week, we've. We've got to put some more like, uh, geek culture stuff because I'm passionate about this stuff, and I feel like if you if you were subscribing to the podcast, you should get that as well. It can't all. Just be politics. I come back to this. This is my my quote of me. Like, what is it you want? If we got everything we wanted in politics, what would you do then? That's another big question that you should always ask yourself. Like, some people I think are just in love with the fight. They're just in love with the fight. And, And if it's a noble fight, yay, that's hooray. But if we got everything we wanted, what would you do then? Would you be Uh, would you be an artist? Would you open up a coffee shop? What, what's your passion? And I want to talk about that in, in future shows as well. And how can we help? How can we help do that? And I'm glad we're we're putting this on the regular podcast and then we're going to switch over to the, the Patreon segment. One of the things that I realized over the summer when, you know it was like oh my gosh the, the the growth of the the facebook page was just it was really really going fast and i was like and i'm i'm slow i'm always slow if you guys have hints and tips and tricks always leave a message leave a comment let me know but it occurred to me my slow-witted dull brain i'm like wow we got 33,000 people on on facebook we've got a reach of 5 million if i had a, a cause and asked everybody just for like a buck, just a buck and all 33,000 people did it. That's $33,000. And that's not to mention the out, the, if, if they shared the thing, Oh my God, we could raise a lot of money and do a lot of good. And so the first thing that occurred to me, cause the whole police thing was going on. I'm like, well, let's do something nice for the cops. Let's do something nice for the cops. So we did the fundraiser on GoFundMe and we, in every penny, Every penny went to doing something nice for these men and women that that risk their lives for us every day to do their to do their thing, and it was great. We did two precincts, uh, the the seven zero and the seven four in Brooklyn, and and all shifts didn't have to worry about a meal that day, just as a little thank you. So then it occurred to me, like I don't want to do it all the time, but like. I'd love it if there was a thing, and and I don't have the manpower, and and I'm I'm stretched pretty thin right now. But it's something that I am going to come back to, and as as people help out, and we encourage y'all to participate. But like, there was a a dairy farm during the beginning of of lockdown. Hey, if you could mention this on your live stream, get us a few more orders, we'd really appreciate it. And I did that, but we could really. If we can get these restrictions off us on, on Facebook and everything, we could reach a lot of people and we could help people out with small businesses. We could I don't wanna be uh don't wanna be a bank, I don't wanna be a lending operation, but if somebody's like, holy crap, especially now. Especially now, my you know, my restaurant's gonna go out of I gotta I gotta pay the uh, electric. I just gotta pay the electric. It's like eight hundred bucks, blah, 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 blah. I'd I'd love to be able to take care of that. I'd love to be and I'd love to be able to do it year round. I wanna help people out. And good people have to stand up and we have to do good things and we have to encourage others to join us. That's, that, that's, that's my thinking. That's my thought. That's why I'm trying to grow this thing. That's what I'm doing here uh, every week. That's why I'm doing the, 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 the videos twice a week. And I want to have some fun while we do it for the love of God. We got to get people fighting. We got to get people on our side. We got to have so many people on our side that there's people fighting, there's people doing lawsuits, there's people organizing rallies, we're raising money, we're helping out these people. We're having a blast. We're having giant loftus party barbecues. We could be living the life and say and uh, and, and helping save the country while we do it. Okay, we are going that's uh, that was a little preachy. We're going to we're going to zip over to Patreon. Uh, More election talk More stuff about the DC rally uh, Some Hanukkah thoughts Some Christmas thoughts Mandalorian, Disney Plus What's Trump gonna do? Stuff like that So swing on over and join us on Patreon